Good day, saints. Today is May the 8th of the year 2022. I am your host and teacher, Dr. Kamala D. I truly hope this day finds you and your family well. This is the day that the Lord has made, and I will, I don't know about you, but I will rejoice in it because, because he is a good God. He is worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He is the God who heals thee. He is the God who protects thee. And he is the God who delivers thee. And most importantly, he is the God of Israel. He is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And the God and Father of our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Hallelujah. He is good. He is good. And happy Mother's Day. To all the of the wonderful mothers out there, happy Mother's Day. I think being a mother today in this world is one of the most difficult and important jobs on this planet. You are not just a mother. It's a job. It is definitely a job. Well, today, this message is going to be unique. Um... We won't have opening scriptures because I will be reading a lot of scriptures. I am going to take you on a journey. Uh, the message of this episode is entitled, Why We Need Jesus to Be Saved. Why We Need Jesus to Be Saved. And it is going to be very controversial but the journey that I am going to take you on today through scriptures, you will not be able to contradict. It will be right there before your eyes in black and white. So with that said, let's get this truth on the road. I want you to go to the book of Acts, Acts of the Apostles, which is actually Acts of the Holy Spirit. Because the apostles were acting upon what the Holy Spirit was guiding them to do. Acts chapter 10 is what I want you to go to. And um, for the sake of clarification, just because there, there will be a difference, a differences in wording. I will be using the ESV, the English Standard Version, throughout this episode. And at, uh, I will switch to the NASB uh, toward the end and, and for a reason, for a reason, uh, reasons that I will share when we get there. So as of now, we will be touring the entire chapter of chapter 10 of the book of Acts. So you guys know the routine. You can look for it. Look for the scriptures, Acts chapter 10. And for the sake of time, I will commence to reading because you can pause the tape. And when you find the scriptures, you can resume and we will be on the same page. I can guarantee you that. <laughs> so I am beginning. This is Acts chapter 10, beginning at verse 1. At Caesarea, there was a man named Cornelius, a centurion of what was known as the Italian cohort or either army. 
verse two, and, and this may be the first and only time I mention uh, the number of the verse because I think it slows us down. So I'm just going to keep reading. Verse two, a devout man who feared God, who mean, uh, which means he had a lot of respect for God with all his household, gave alms, which simply means gifts, generously to the people and prayed continually to God about the ninth hour of the day, which in Jewish time is 3 p.m. He saw clearly in a vision an angel of God come in and say to him, Cornelius, and I want y'all to underline verse three. Let me read it again about the ninth hour of the day. He saw clearly in a vision an angel of God come in and say to him, Cornelius. And he stared at him in terror and said, what is it, Lord? And he said to him, your prayers and your alms have ascended as a memorial, which means it, it came into remembrance to the Lord before God. And now send men to Joppa and bring one Simon who is called Peter. He is lodging with one Simon, a tanner. A tanner is uh, someone who makes leather, whose house is by the sea. When the angel who spoke to him, him who Cornelius had departed, he called two of his servants and a devout soldier from among those who attended him, meaning who took care of him. And having related everything to them, he sent them to Joppa. Now we are moving to verse nine. The next day, as they were on their journey and approaching the city, the city of Joppa, Peter went up on the housetop about the sixth hour, which is about noon in Jewish time or between the hours of noon and 1 p.m. to pray. And he became hungry and wanted something to eat. But while they were preparing it, he fell into a trance, a deep sleep, and saw the heavens opened and something like a great sheet descending being let down by its four corners upon the earth. Verse 12. In it were all kinds of animals and reptiles and birds of the air. And there came a voice to him. Now, this was the Lord Jesus, God himself, talking to Peter. Rise, Peter, kill and eat. But Peter said, by no means, Lord. For I have never eaten anything that is common or unclean. And I want you guys to underline verse 14. And let me read it again. But Peter said, by no means, Lord, for I have never eaten anything that is common or unclean. And the voice came to him again a second time. What God has made clean do not call common or either unclean. And verse 16 says, this happened three times and the thing was taken up at once to heaven. Now, while Peter was inwardly perplexed, he was confused as to what the vision that he had seen might mean. 
Behold, the men who were sent by Cornelius, having made inquiry for Simon's house, stood at the gate and called out to ask whether Simon, who was called Peter, was lodging there. Verse 19. And while Peter was pondering, he was still focusing on that dream or that vision. While Peter was pondering the vision, the spirit said to him, behold, three men are looking for you. Rise and go down and accompany them without hesitation. Let me tell you something. If if the spirit of God had not told Peter to go without hesitation, Peter would not have went. He would not have gone. And as we read, continue to read, I will explain to you why. For I have sent them, says the spirit. And Peter went down to the men and said, I am the one you are looking for. What is the reason for your coming? And they said, Cornelius, a centurion, an upright and God-fearing man, who is well spoken of by the whole Jewish nation, was directed by a holy angel to send for you to come to his house and to hear what you have to say. So he invited them in to be his guests. Peter did. The next day, he rose and went away with them, and some of the brothers from Joppa accompanied him. These were uh, some of the Jewish people of the circumcision. They were under the Abrahamic covenant. Okay. And on the following day, this is verse 24. And on the following day, they entered Caesarea. Cornelius was expecting them and had called together his relatives and close friends. When Peter entered, Cornelius met him and fell down at his feet and worshiped him and watch Peter's response. But Peter lifted him up saying, stand up. I too am a man. Peter said, I'm only a man. It doesn't matter that I'm filled with the Holy spirit, that I was chosen by God himself to be one of his apostles. I am only a man. We don't worship men. We don't worship bishops. We don't worship, worship pastors. We don't worship teachers of the gospel. We do not worship ministers of the gospel. We do not worship men at all. We should never bow down to a man. And um, I'm digressing here for a reason. If by any chance you are being solicited to worship your pastor or bishop, I suggest that you get up and run out of that meeting, fellowship, congregation, whatever you want to call it, as fast as you can. Okay. Remember Jim Jones and David Koresh. That's all I'm saying. Verse 27. And as he talked with him, he went in and found many persons gathered. That was his friends and relatives. Uh, well, the friends and relatives of Cornelius. And he said to them, you yourselves know how unlawful it is for a Jew to associate with or to visit anyone of another nation. Or this means a foreigner. Because Cornelius was not a Jew. He was Italian. Okay. He was not a Jew. He was considered to be a Gentile. And those of you who follow me on a regular basis know, I always say anyone who is not 
a Jew is a Gentile. So those who are claiming to be Jews today from some lost tribe, you know, <laughs> um, I don't want to digress too much that uh, I'll save that for another teaching. Okay. Under Jewish law, under that Jewish covenant, the old covenant that Peter refused to break himself from, they could not associate with Gentiles, which is why Peter made that statement. Uh, the latter part of verse 28, but God has shown me that I should not call any person common or unclean. Let's read verse 29. So when I was sent for, I came without objection. I asked then why you sent for me. Now pay careful attention what happens next. Verse 30. And Cornelius said, four days ago, about this hour, I was praying in my house at the ninth hour, which was about 3 p.m. And behold, a man, which was an angel, stood before me in bright clothing and said, Cornelius, your prayer has been heard and your alms, meaning your gifts, your charity, have been remembered before God. Send therefore to Joppa and ask for Simon, who is called Peter. He is lodging in the house of Simon, a tanner, by the sea. So I sent for you at once, and you have been kind enough to come. Now, therefore, we are all here in the presence of God to hear all that you have been commanded by the Lord. Now, this is when Peter is kind of uh, getting the revelation as to why uh, God coordinated this meeting. Okay, listen, verse 34. So Peter opened his mouth and said, truly, I understand that God shows no partiality, but in every nation, anyone who fears him and does what is right is acceptable to him. Now, let me clarify verse 35. Now, when Peter says in every nation, he is talking about every ethnicity. Uh, anyone who is not a Jew is acceptable to God. If um, anyone who fears him, meaning have respect for him and does what is right, is acceptable to him. Now, what Peter is saying here, meaning the person who does what is right, seeking the true and living God, because what Cornelius was doing every day that that made God take notice was he, he believed in what the Jews believed in. He believed in the God of the Jews. Uh, he believed in monotheism, which um, the Jews believe just like we, there is only one God, one creator of, of, of the universe, uh, one creator of the earth. And so Cornelius did too, but he was not a part of Judaism. He was just seeking the true and living God and according to his heart, he was just a nice man. He was rich. He had a relationship with God. He prayed on a, a regular basis and he gave to the poor on a regular basis. Now, let me pick up at verse 36. I'll, I will continue my commentary after we conclude chapter 10. As for the word that he sent to Israel, preaching good news of peace. Through Jesus Christ, he is Lord of all. You need to under, underline that this should be in every version. 
no matter what version of the Bible you are reading. Our words may have been different, but you will definitely find this. Let me read verse 36 again. As for the word that he sent to Israel, preaching good news of peace through Jesus Christ, he is Lord of all. Verse 37, you yourselves know what happened throughout all Judea, beginning from Galilee after the baptism that John proclaimed, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. He went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. Now, verse 39, and we are witnesses of all that he did both in the country of the Jews and in Jerusalem. They put him to death by hanging him on a tree or your version may say cross. Both are correct on a tree. Verse 40, but God raised him on the third day and made him to appear not to all the people, but to us who had been chosen by God as witnesses who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. Verse 42, and he commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one appointed by God to be judge of the living and the dead. Now, this is talking about when it says the lip to be judge of the living and the dead is talking about those who are spiritually alive, which are the living and those who are spiritually dead, which are people who are completely cut off from God. If they are not in Christ, verse 43 to him, all the prophets bear witness that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name, my Lord. My Lord, verse 43 is the reason why God sent an angel to Cornelius house to send for Peter and why God uh, came to Peter in a vision telling him to uh, eat, kill and eat. These were considered to be dirty animals. And in Jewish custom, they never ate dirty animals. He was telling Peter this in a dream using animals because Peter could relate to this, that nothing that God has blessed man can call uncommon. So this was referring to Cornelius because Jews did not associate with Gentiles. They considered them to be unclean humans and God did not want Peter and his Jewish beliefs to hinder him from going to a Gentile to preach the gospel. Hallelujah. To preach the gospel. You have to remember. Let me finish this first before I continue. Let me finish. Verse 44. While Peter was still saying these things, the Holy Spirit fell on all who heard the word. What word? The good news that sins are forgiven through Jesus. Jesus is Lord of all. And the believers from among the circumcised. These were men, brothers who, who came with Peter, who had come with Peter were amazed because the gift of the Holy Spirit was poured out even on the Gentiles for they were hearing them speaking in tongues and extolling or praising God. Then Peter declared, can anyone withhold water for baptizing these people who have received the Holy Spirit just as we have? And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Christ. Then they asked him to remain for some days. My Lord, 
my Lord. And verse, uh, not verse, but chapter 11 goes on um, to talk about how uh, men of the circumcision heard about it and Peter explaining to them what happened. And then they, hey, they accepted it too. I mean, because you cannot overrule God. You can't tell God who to save and who he can't save. But the whole point of chapter 10 tells us one important thing. It doesn't matter how nice you are. It doesn't matter how sincere you are. It doesn't matter what all you believe. You can be seeking the true and living God, but you cannot be saved without Jesus Christ. This is why God coordinated this entire meeting. Now, you can read the whole chapter 10 to anyone who is a non-believer, because if this doesn't wake you up, Cornelius was a good man, but God is not going to go outside of his salvation plan, not his redemption plan. And man can't change it. Cornelius, you guys remember when we uh, began chapter 10, he was a good man. He was a generous man. He was good to all the Jews. He was well known um, throughout uh, the city of Caesarea to the Jews for his generosity. He gave to the poor on a regular basis. He prayed to God on a regular basis and God realized that this man had a sincere heart for him. That's what God realized. And so he coordinated this meeting. He had to break Peter out of his hidden prejudices. Peter may have been saved, may have been born again. Peter may have been one of the top three apostles out of the 12, but Peter still had some prejudices in him. And if you guys can recall, after Paul's conversion, he was Saul when he was converted. His name was changed to Paul. Paul called Peter out on his hypocrisy. When he was with the Jews, he acted as a Jew. He was still practicing Judaism, even though Christ had released them and freed them from any law. That was under the Davidic, uh, not the Davidic, but under the um, uh, Abrahamic covenant and under the Mosaic covenant, the laws that God gave the children of Israel. So the men of the circumcision was under the covenant of of Abraham, and it's called the uh, the Abrahamic covenant. And Peter was under the Mosaic covenant, which were laws given to um, Moses to give to the children of Israel, not Gentiles. We are not under the laws of Moses. Remember that the laws came by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. So this meeting was very important. So it tells us a lot of things just because you are a good person doesn't mean you are saved. You cannot be saved unless you go to Christ. So those of you who are trying to rely on your good works, I read this for you. Because you need to understand that you still need Christ for the forgiveness of sins. There is no forgiveness of sins without the shedding of blood. And if you are trying to follow the laws of Moses, that which was given to the children of Israel, I have to keep saying. I want to know when you sin, what sacrifice are you going to uh, use? Because God is not using animal sacrifices anymore. That was abolished when Christ died on the cross. Yes. And I want you also to pay close attention to verse 46 and 47. Let me read them again. For they were hearing them speaking in tongues and exalting God. 
Now this verse 46, then Peter declared, and before we go into 47, speaking in tongues is the only evidence that you are filled with the Holy Spirit. But I also want you to notice this. Verse 47 talks about them being baptized in water. Now they were saved, uh, had received Christ. There's no doubt in my mind, Peter had explained to them Romans 10, 9 and 10, because the Holy Spirit would not have fallen on them had they not believed, had they not confessed and believed. So speaking in tongues is the only evidence of being filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, you don't have to be filled with the Holy Spirit to be saved. You only have to confess Christ and uh, that he is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, meaning that he is alive and well. Now, water baptism right here tells you water baptism uh, has nothing to do with salvation because we have some denominations and I'm not going to mention it right now that'll tell you, you have to be baptized in water to be saved. This is not true. You have it right here. Verse 47. Can anyone withhold water for baptizing these people who have received the Holy spirit, just as we have, they received the Holy spirit before they were baptized in water. And verse 48 says, and he commanded them to be baptized in the name of Jesus. They were identifying with the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ, but they were saved before they went in that water. Then they asked him to remain with them for a few days. They asked Peter to, and uh, the other men of the circumcision who was with Peter. Now, this is a very important uh, message, saints. This episode, although short, is very powerful. Because you, your good works cannot get you into heaven. God coordinated all of this so that Cornelius could invite Peter to his house. God had to come to Peter because Peter would not have gone if the spirit had not told him to go because of his Jewish beliefs. Peter was on the fence. Uh, Paul had to call Peter out about his hypocrisy. If you, you guys can remember the apostle Paul, once he was converted, uh, over to Christianity and believed on the Lord Jesus Christ. He had called Peter out because every time he saw Peter with the Jews, Peter was acting like the Jews. He was still practicing Judaism, but when he was around the saved Gentiles, the Gentiles who had, had believed on the Lord Jesus Christ and filled with the Holy Spirit and baptized, you know, to identify with Christ, he would, you know, not pay attention to the um, uh, Jewish laws. So Paul called him out about being a, a hypocrite. So I want you guys, if you don't get nothing else out of this episode, to understand that you need Jesus. If you didn't, I would tell you. I would tell you, we can't get to God on our own. We have to go through the Lord Jesus Christ. His finished works on the cross. If we do not have faith in what Christ did on the cross for us, you will never be saved. You cannot be, you cannot give your way into heaven. Now, with that said, I want you guys to go to Luke chapter 16. Luke chapter 16. And I will be reading from, which version am I reading from? Let's see. I will be reading from the New American Standard Bible. Okay, Luke chapter 16. And one of the reasons I am reading this, it, it will be related to this episode and last week's episode when I talked about Jehovah's Witnesses 
witnesses teaching in their religion and their uh, denomination about soul sleeping. And I received some questions about it. And I said, I'm going to let the word, the scriptures speak for themselves. Okay. This is also going to prove to you about, um, this episode. Yeah. You just because you are a good person doesn't mean you're going to heaven. And just because you are a bad person, um, doesn't mean that you're going to hell, but you still need Jesus. Okay. Now this is Luke. Chapter 16, I am reading from the NASB, the New American Standard Bible, and beginning at verse 19, this is the rich man and Lazarus. This is our Lord and Savior Jesus talking. Now, what led him to this conversation or sharing, most people think it was a parable. It may have been a parable, but it was still truth because Jesus used names that these people could identify with. He was talking to some unbelieving Pharisees, Sadducees, you name it. Um, and, uh, if you go back to chapter 15, it leads us to this. It was, he was dealing with some of the rich people about their wealth and how it's easier for the cam a camel to go through the eye of a needle than it is for a rich man to enter into heaven. But let's let, let me let these scriptures talk now. Verse 19. Now there was a rich man and he habitually dressed in purple and fine linen, joyously living in splendor every day. And a poor man named Lazarus was laid at his gate covered with sores and longing to be fed with the crumbs which were falling from the rich man's table. Besides, even the dogs were coming and licking his sores. Verse 22. Now the poor man died and was carried away by the angels to Abraham's bosom. And the rich man also died and was buried. Verse 23, in Hades, which is hell, he lifted up his eyes, being in torment and saw Abraham far away and Lazarus in his bosom. Now, for those of you who are confused about where the uh, poor man Lazarus went before Jesus ascended on high to go and prepare a place for us. When people died in the Old Testament, they went to a place. It was like paradise, which was in the ground. It was not far from Hades, but uh, it was called Abraham's bosom. Because you got to remember, Abraham is the father of all. Our, all of our blessings come through Abraham. Because you got and, and remember this, Abraham believed God. And it was accounted to him or credited to him, to his account for righteousness. Because he believed everything God said. So Abraham, in his bosom, is where people went. And this is not purgatory. Jesus had not yet ascended to go and prepare a place for us. That place was made over 2000 years ago now, but this is where the poor man went. Lazarus went. Okay. So I'm making, uh, that clarification and uh, in relation to soul sleeping, none of them were sleep. Cause listen, Verse 23 again, in Hades, he lifted up his eyes, being in torment and saw Abraham far away and Lazarus in his bosom. And he cried out, this the uh, rich man, and he cried out and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus so that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool off my tongue. For I am in agony in this flame. Talking about hell. Now, for those of you who talk about there is no hell, you got to remember Jesus is given this parable. 25, but Abraham said, child, remember that during your life, you received your good things 
and likewise Lazarus bad things. But now he is being comforted here and you are in agony. Verse 26. And besides all this, between us and you, there is a great chasm or in your version, it may say gulf fixed, but it's a barrier. That's what it is. There's a barrier fixed so that those who wish to come over from here to you will not be able. So you can't pray nobody out of no purgatory. You can't pray nobody out of hell to go into paradise. You can't do any of that. Jesus said that those who wish to come over from here to you will not be able and that none may cross over from here to us. Okay. And he said, then I beg you father that you send him to my father's house for I have five brothers in order that he may warn them so that they will not also come to this place of torment. But Abraham said they have Moses and the prophets they have Dr. Kamala D. They have Bishop Fred A. Caldwell Sr. They have uh, Frederick K.C. Price Jr. They have T.D. Jakes telling you about the Savior. Okay. And uh, let me read 29 again. But Abraham said they have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. Hear the prophets. The prophets left all of these scriptures behind talking about the coming of the Messiah, because this, this is why Jesus is sharing this parable. Verse 30, but he said, no, Father Abraham, but if someone goes to them from the dead, they will repent. They will change their way of thinking. That's what repent is, changing your mindset, changing your way of thinking. Verse 31, but he said to them, if they do not listen to Moses and the prophets and Dr. Kamala D, they will not be persuaded even if someone rises from the dead. And Jesus was talking about himself. Even after he rose from the dead, they still was not believing that he was the Messiah. Yes. And what I want you to get from that, there was no soul sleeping because the rich man saw Abraham. Abraham was wide awake. Abraham was not a deity. No. He, and he also saw Lazarus. He said, send Lazarus. So Lazarus had to be awake. He saw that Lazarus was able to move around. But uh-uh. he said, there's a great gulf fixed. There's a chasm between us. Honey, there's a barrier. We can't come. We, nobody in, in Abraham's bosom, which was a form of paradise before Jesus created a place for us in heaven. And you can't come here. I can't send nobody to you. And at the end of the day, you cannot be prayed out. Then he tried to coordinate this. Send Lazarus to talk to his four brothers, his four or five brothers, and tell them about this place. You know what? I made a mistake. So which is why I always tell you, you need to accept Christ today. Now is the acceptable time. Today is the day of salvation because once you leave here, you can't come back to get it right. This is living proof, living proof. You can't come back to get it right. And as you can see, there was no soul sleeping. Lazarus was awake. And there are some scholars who uh, say, well, this was Jesus just talking about a parable. Let me tell you something. When Jesus taught, he used parables often, but he always referred to real people always. And it was a teachable moment. And it was always about not accepting him as the Messiah. Now, I don't care what religion you belong to. You still need Jesus. You still need his finished works on the cross. 
you still need to accept his blood because there is no forgiveness of your sins without the blood of Jesus. God is not accepting animal sacrifices. So uh, you may be following some religion, those who are listening to me, because there are people listening to me from Iraq and Iran. Yes, they are. And apparently they're taking it seriously because we are reaching almost 6,000 people who are listening. So I will say this to you. God loves you. I am one of his ministers. I Look, if I didn't love you, I wouldn't be saying a word. I wouldn't be saying a word. I can just worry about my family and not worry about anyone else. But my job is to spread the word, the gospel, the good news about Jesus Christ and him crucified. Why? Crucified for your sins. Yes, for your sins. Now, saints, I hope you were enlightened by this message. Play it for your family and friends because they need to know that, honey, you, you just being a good person is not enough. You got to accept Christ, which is why the Great Commission is to go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. Go and make disciples out of all nations. That's right. In the name of Jesus. In the name of our Messiah, Jesus. He is the Messiah. He is available to every ethnicity on this planet. And you following some denomination or some uh, traditions and some rituals cannot save you. That is designed to please man and please man only. It doesn't please God. Because if it did, Cornelius would not have to been uh, coordinated to meet with Peter so that he could hear the gospel. Now, angels are not commissioned to preach the gospel, which is why an angel did not tell Cornelius about the gospel. You won't find one scripture in this holy Bible where an angel preached the gospel. That is not their commission. No, they can set some meetings up. They can, uh, God will send them to answer your prayers. will send them to protect you, get you out of danger or, or do this or do that, but they are not commissioned to preach the gospel. So saints next week, I have a surprise. I am going to share, uh, one of the epic messages that the late great apostle K.C. Price Sr. shared uh, uh, several years ago, maybe 25 years ago. It's called Race, Religion, and Racism. I have all of the, uh, the CDs. And it took 18 months for him, him to complete it. This series is what put him on the map. But I'm not going to share um, the race part or the racism part just yet. The first part I'm going to share is religion, where the apostle talks about religion and how it is damaging the uh, body of Christ. And let me tell you something, you are going to hear some stuff. He is going to go through Islam. He is going to talk about Catholicism. He is going to talk about the Jehovah's Witnesses, and he's going to compare the Quran to the Bible. Now you're going to have to go with me on this journey this was epic. This is what put uh, Fred Price on a worldwide stage. He is known throughout the entire world for this. God gave him that message. He studied for it for three years. So he knows what he's talking about. He did an extensive search in scripture. He read the entire Quran. He read the Hadith, which is uh, another book that uh, Islam follows. And he found all kinds of flaws in it. So, um, but never was he being disrespectful. He was just doing a comparative analysis of the two, uh, supposed to be Holy Quran, but the Bible is definitely holy. But what I want to share right now 
is that what we learn is that the Bible never quotes anything that's in the Quran, but the Quran have several scriptures in it from the Bible. The Bible was written 600 years before the Quran. Now, I want you to explain to me how Jesus got in the Quran and the story about Jesus was uh, misinterpreted. It was not truth. It never talked about him being virgin born. It was literally trying to put him down. So, you know, the man that wrote the Quran had to be angry. People need to know who Jesus is. He is a healer. He is a deliverer. And most of all, he is the savior of the entire world. He brought grace. Grace and truth came by Jesus. Now, the laws may have been given to Moses and came by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. And we need him to be saved. So, saints, I am looking forward to sharing this epic message with you on next week. I don't know how long it's going to last. I don't know how many um, episodes I'm going to, to uh, share with you. I do know it took Fred Price 18 months to share that uh, series. It lasted 18 months and it was powerful. It was newsworthy. It was all on the news in every country because he touched on things that are taboo. He, and let me tell you, I will touch on things that are, are taboo. So until next time, saints, stand by for an invitation to accept Christ and some information on how you can contact the ministry. You can contact me directly and how you can sow into this growing ministry. So until next time, peace out. If you have yet to accept the risen Savior, also known as the Messiah, today is the day of salvation. Now is the acceptable time because tomorrow is not promised to you. God has made his redemption plan very simple. You don't have to jump through hoops. You don't have to do backflips. God has leveled the ground so that everyone can come to Christ and be saved for an eternity from the wrath that's coming. All you have to do is follow Romans chapter 10 verses 9 and 10 and you can also include 11. But be sincere about this. Verse 9 says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will, not might, you will be saved. And verse 10 says, For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And if you would like to include verse 11, it says, For the scripture says, Whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. Joining a denomination doesn't save you. Jesus does. Joining a religion doesn't save you, saints. Jesus does. Acts 4.12 says, Nor is there salvation in any other. For there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. And that name is Jesus. And man can't change this. Join a faith-based teaching church so you can grow in faith and learn how to walk in God's amazing grace. Now, the Christian walk is a faith walk. And the Bible says the just, meaning the justified in Christ, shall live by faith. Romans 10:17 says, 
So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, not the word of man. So in order for you to grow in faith, saints, you must hear the word of God in its entirety. Now, after salvation, you may ask, now what? I tell you, you should be baptized. Water baptism is symbolic to the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus the Christ. Now, being baptized is how we identify with the risen Christ. It is not for salvation. And man nor his religion can change that fact. Man doesn't have a heaven to put you in or a hell to send you to. Now, the plan to redeem man from his sins wasn't created by man. It is all the work of God. After the fall of man in Genesis, God immediately stated his redemption plan in Genesis chapter 3, verses 14 and 15. So saints, I want you to stand by for information on how you can contact the ministry. Peace out. hope you were enlightened by this message. If you have any questions or comments about this message, you can contact us by emailing talkingbibletruth.cd at gmail.com. If you would like to sow a seed in this growing ministry, you may access the front page on the podcast you are listening to and click on the support button. Or you can cash out the ministry at dollar sign Dr. Kamala D. That is at dollar sign, capital D, lowercase r, capital C, lowercase a-m-a-l-e, capital D, and donate any amount. And remember, God loves a cheerful giver, and so do we. So until next time, believers, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, not the word of man. We walk by faith and not by what we see. I am your host and teacher, Dr. Kamala D, serving you with Christ Jesus, our Lord, in peace and love. I thank each of you for tuning in, and I hope to hear from you soon. Peace out.